If you'd open your Bibles to Luke chapter 8, and I promise you I'm not typhoid Mary. Okay. It did have something that uh, seemed to go away, started feeling better. I did some things at my son's house, worked a day, came home that night, it came back. I called Pastor Kenny, and he says, don't come to church. There's enough people sick, they don't want what you have. Okay. <laughs> and so... I want you to know, I listen to my pastor, okay, okay, I'm older than him, I'm better looking than him, but I got to listen to him, he's my pastor, no, see, that's the only joke you're getting tonight, okay, amen, okay, Luke chapter 8, two weeks ago before I was sick, Okay, and stuff. We started a series on Jesus the Master, and two weeks ago we looked at him being the master of relationships, and we're different passages in Luke chapter 8, we're looking at different things that point to him that he is the master of. And one thing I find so many times that people want to believe that God's going to do something, but they don't even understand when we're given something in God's Word the magnitude of what it's trying to tell us. Okay, so that you, you can turn around. If faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of God, we need to, you know, rightly divide and bring things together. And I want you to know, he is the master of relationships. And when you surrender your relationships to him, he will heal them. He will keep them. He will grow them. Okay, but tonight we're going to look at the fact that he's the master of creation and why that is so important. Yes, I believe in creation. All right? I don't believe, I want you to understand, it says, He that cometh to God must believe that he is and a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. And there's people who don't want to seek the God of the Bible. And they'll say they believe in God, but they believe in divine evolution. I'm not preaching on anything against that tonight, but I want you to understand it starts with, in the beginning, God created. Okay? And so you need to believe that. And I want you to see as we look at Jesus as the creator and the things because of that, why we can trust him. All right? In Luke chapter 8, look at verse 22. Luke chapter 8 and verse 22, Now it came to pass on a certain day that he went into a ship with his disciples, and he said unto them, Let us go over unto the other side of the lake, and they launched forth. And as they sailed, he fell asleep. Because you know something? I don't think anything on the face of this earth really caused Jesus to have anxiety. Okay, even when it came to the crucifixion, he gave it to the Father, didn't he? All right, so he's asleep in the ship. I always like that, you know. Why aren't you worried like I am? Because I'm not going to choose to worry about it, okay? Depends on who's got control of it. And so he turned around, he's in the ship. He fell asleep, and then there came a storm of wind on the lake, and they were filled with water. The boat started to what? Sink, and they were in jeopardy. And they came to him and awoke him, and we sing a song, Jesus, carest thou not that we perish? Right? 
Master, Master, we perish. Then he rose and rebuked the wind and the raging of the water, and they ceased, and there was a calm. And he said unto them, and this is the million-dollar question, where is your faith? And they, being afraid, wondered, saying unto one another, What manner of man is this? For he commanded even the winds and the water, and they obey him. They obey him. He said, you need to believe God's word. God created. One of the evidences of the deity of Christ is the Bible tells us over and over again, Jesus created. John chapter 1, verse 1, In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God. Verse 2, The same was in the beginning with God. All things that were made, all things were made by Him, and without Him was not anything made that was made. That's Jesus Christ, amen? The pre-incarnate Christ, the second member of the Godhead, who's the active agent in creation, In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth, and God said. That's Jesus Christ, because He is the living Word of God. Look at Colossians chapter 1. Colossians chapter 1, the epistle of Paul to the church at Colossae. Chapter 1 and verse 12, you find the apostle Paul saying, by the inspiration of the Holy Spirit, giving thanks unto the Father which hath made us to meet, that makes worthy, able to avail ourselves of, meet to be partakers of the inheritance of the saints in light, who hath delivered us from the power of darkness and have translated us into the kingdom of His dear Son. Yeah, kingdom of God. Rightly divide, okay. Which we have, in whom we have redemption through His blood, even the forgiveness of sins. Who is the image of the invisible God. Jesus said, no man has seen the Father at any time, lest the Son declare Him. The firstborn of every creature, for by Him, context, Jesus Christ, for by Him were all things created that were in heaven, that are in earth, visible and invisible, whether they be thrones or dominions or principalities or powers. All things were created by Him and for Him, and He is before all things, and by Him I get to live and breathe and have my being. Okay? They have a thing in science and they can't explain. They call it the God particle. And they don't know what it is, but it kind of keeps everything else together. (laughs) I think I know what it is. All right? So now the disciples are in the ship. Jesus is asleep and a storm comes up. Turn to Psalm 65. We're going to do these things, some verses quickly here. I just want you to understand something. This was prophesied. The Psalms here that I'm looking at, most of them were written by David. So they were written how many hundreds of years before the birth of Christ? All right? Verse 5 of Psalm 65. By terrible things is righteousness, in righteousness thou will answer us, O God of our salvation who art the confidence of all the ends of the earth and of them that are afar off upon the sea, which by his strength setteth fast the mountains, being girded with power, which what? Stilleth the noise of the seas, the noise of their waves, and the tumult of the people. Okay, Psalm 89. Say, why are you doing this? 
How many times you read it and don't think about it? Psalm 89, verse 8. Let's go to verse 6. For who in heaven can be compared unto the Lord? Answer, no one. Who among the sons of the mighty can be likened unto the Lord? God is greatly to be feared in the assembly of the saints and to be had in reverence of all them that are about Him. The Lord God of hosts. That is a direct reference. The Lord of hosts is a reference to Jesus Christ, not God the Father. Study it out. The Lord of hosts. Who is a strong Lord like unto thee, or to thy faithfulness round about thee. Thou rulest the raging of the sea. When the waves thereof arise, thou stillest them. Okay, now Psalm 107. This is not my message. This is just added. I want you to realize when the Scriptures speak about something, I want you to know that the book of Psalms is full of prophecy. It demonstrates who Jesus is. Now, Psalm 107, verse 23. They that go down to the sea in ships that do business in the great waters, these see the works of the Lord and His wonders in the deep. For He commandeth and raiseth the stormy wind, which lifteth up the waves thereof. They mount up to the heaven. They go down again to the depths. Their soul is melted because of the trouble. You ever seen a picture of the waves? I can remember a movie made of this great storm that took place in the Atlantic off the coast of Massachusetts. And the whole thing was based on this crew and the people who drowned and had issues with went on because they got caught in the storm because so many times people think men are the arbiters of their own safety. If you don't know what arbiter means, look it up. They're going up and down on the waves. They reel to and fro. They stagger like a drunken man and are at their wit's end. Then they cry unto the Lord in their trouble, and He bringeth them out of their what? Does that sound like something we just read? He maketh the storm to calm, so the waves thereof are still. Then are they glad, because they be quiet, so He bringeth them unto their what? Desired haven. Back to Luke chapter 8. Luke chapter 8. I want you to see in verse 22, he is the master of creation. So then with that being true, we need to have faith that he can candle anything we face in life. Luke chapter 8, verse 22, And now it came to pass on a certain day that he went into a ship with his disciples, and he said unto them, let us go over unto the other side of the lake, and they launch forth. He's talking the Sea of Galilee, the Lake Gennesaret, whatever name you want to put upon it, okay? And while they're with him, the disciples faced a storm. And I'm looking at this, and I, so many times people think that God is upset with them and doesn't love them when a storm comes up. That's a lie out of the pit of hell. It's a stormy sea. You know what that's a picture of? What your life will be at certain times. If everything was calm and good and nothing ever happened, 
You know what you wouldn't do? You wouldn't continue to grow your faith in the one who's the master of it. You would think that it was you. That stormy sea pictures life. It's your life. You know, it's my life. It's everyone's life at some time. It can be peaceful and calm at one minute, and the next, your boat starts to fill it with water. Amen? Can you relate to it? Sometimes it starts to fill with water because of bad choices on your part. Sometimes it starts to fill with water because you're doing what God would have you to do, and Satan doesn't like that, and he attacks. Not everything that happens in your life is because you did something wrong. There is a spiritual battle being fought around us continually and will be until Satan is finally put into the lake of fire. I mean, even when he's bound for a thousand years, he's released for a little while, at least if you believe your Bible, and he comes back and starts causing more problems. So sometimes there's an attack of Satan, and people don't understand that because they, they don't understand spiritual warfare. Sometimes it's because of your brother or your sister. Your earthly family situations can bring storms into your life. You know what I know about them? God allows every one of them. He allows a storm to come out of my bad choices. He allows a storm to come when I'm making good choices and I'm serving Him and I come under spiritual attack and He allows it. And He allows, just like what Cain tried to deny when he said, am I my brother's keeper? I'm not sure what, what, what redeeming hope, how it's worded right now. But it used to be our sinful habits or choices do affect those that follow us. I demonstrated, I was talking with somebody and I showed them what can happen from generation to generation to generation to generation. Even to believers. Sins of the fathers visited unto the children, the third and fourth generation. Hey, don't believe me? Study it out. They were, the boat was started to fill with water and they were in jeopardy. In verse 24, they cry out, Master, we perish. Who's in the boat with them? You know when you read your Bible in the New Testament, did anybody die in the presence of Jesus Christ? The two thieves died on the cross after Jesus gave up the ghost. They had to have their legs broken, so they suffocated, okay? But when Jesus was there and he was alive, no one could die in the presence of life. I am the way, the truth, and the life. He's with them, but they doubted. The master was with them. They just didn't know he was the master of what? Look at verse 24. Master, master, we perish. Then he arose and rebuked the wind and the raging of the water. And they ceased and there was what? Calm. Now, keep your hand here. Go to Matthew chapter 8. Matthew chapter 8. I want you to understand something. If he's the master of creation, there's nothing that he's allowed to come into your life that he can't handle 
when you surrender it to him. Matthew 8, verse 23. And then he was entered into a ship. His disciples followed him. And behold, there arose a what? A great tempest. Didn't it talk about tumultuous things when we read there in Psalm 107? Tempest? I mean, this isn't just a bad storm. This is a tempest. Parents, please encourage your children to look up the words and their definitions and not just have them read the passage because they don't know what the words are they're using. So when they don't know what the words are, what does it mean to them? Nothing. He wants us to read it with understanding. And some words you can get by context. Some words are an old English usage. And we, we feel, I have a book in my office library that says why, things, why we say the things we say. And you know, there's so many of the colloquialisms. If you don't want to know what a colloquialism is, ask Pastor Kenny. All right. They come from a 1611 King James Bible. I'll give you a little, a little birdie told me. Oh. If you don't know where to find it, you won't find a little birdie told me, but you'll find out what it's based on. And so many of the things we say come from the book that was used to educate young people. Because when the 1611 King James Bible came out, it was written so somebody who had about the sixth grade education level could read it. That's where they were at. Now it's considered second or third year college because our vocabulary is so bad because we don't read a King James Bible. Okay. So there's a great tempest. And his disciples came to him and awoke him. He wasn't even awake. He says, Lord, save us, we perish. And he saith unto them, Why are ye fearful, O ye of little faith? Then he arose and rebuked the winds and the sea, and there was great calm. But the men marveled, saying, What manner of man? See, you've got to know who Jesus is. Manner of man this is, that even the winds and the sea obey him. I can remember about the time I was getting saved, that's when... Uh, uh, that, I'm trying to think of his name, the guy who wrote it, but it was a rock opera. And people try to use that as a witness for Jesus Christ, Jesus Christ Superstar. They made fun of him. Okay? If you're Jesus Christ, the great Jesus Christ, show me you're no fool, walk across my swimming pool. The whole thing was written by a spiritist. Okay? I think Jesus Christ Superstar, I think I could be wrong, but I think it was written by the same man who wrote Phantom of the Opera, who is not someone who believes in the God of the Bible. So he mocks Jesus Christ. One of the songs that Mary Magdalene sings was, He's just a man. How can I love him? He's just a man. What manner of man is this? They did not know who was in the boat with them. You can say you are saved and you believe and you trust God, but so many times you know what you do, you forget who's within you. Who's in your boat? If God be for me, who can be? Where does that come from? I think you find it in the book of Romans, about chapter 8, if you want to go read there. Okay? 
They didn't know. They didn't understand. Turn to Mark chapter 4. This is why they call it the Synoptic Gospels. The accounts are parallel and in them. Many of them are shown. They come at it from a different viewpoint. Matthew. Jesus, King of the Jews. Mark, the suffering servant. Luke, the Son of Man. Comes from his humanity. When you read the Gospels, they're called the Synoptic Gospels. The story's the same. John is not exactly the same as them. And it's the greatest of the Gospels to demonstrate that he is God. Starts right off telling you in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. Mark chapter 4, verse 36. I'm going to go a little bit. Uh, let me see here. Let's go to verse 35. And the same day when even was come, he saith unto them, Let us pass over unto the other side. And when they had sent away the multitude, they took him even as he what? Even as he was in the ship, and there were also with him other little ships. I can still remember a message that I heard uh, Pastor Kenny's dad, Bill, preach about the other little ships. I can remember that message. The little ships, you know, it's just a little ship. Okay? And there arose a great storm of wind, and the waves beat into the ship so that it was now full. And he was in the hinder part of the ship asleep on a pillow. Pillows are nice. And they awake him, and they say unto Master, Carest thou not that we perish? And he arose and rebuked the wind and said unto the sea, Peace, be still. And the wind ceased, and there was a great calm. And he said unto them, Why are ye so fearful? How is it that ye have no what? And they feared exceeding and said one to another, What manner of man is this, that even the wind and the sea obey him? They called him master, but they saw him as their master. But they didn't see him as creator God of heaven and earth, the master of all. Don't forget who's in the boat with you. Mark chapter 4 and verse 38, the second half of that verse says, And they awake him and say unto Master, Carest thou not that we perish? It's okay. Sometimes you feel that way. Humble yourselves therefore under the mighty hand of God that he may exalt you in due time, casting all your... Care upon him, for he careth for you. God, don't you care about me? I've been at that place. And then I have to stop and look at God's word and realize if he's allowed it, he has a purpose for it. And it's something he wants to deal with in my life. How many times do we say, well, God, why aren't you acting faster? Why isn't this, Lord, why isn't this happening faster? You know, I don't want to have to face this. I want you to know it's normal and natural, that's the, that's the natural man, to react. But you need to remember 
your spiritual relationship. It's Jesus who is with us. And we know all things work together for good to them that love God, to them who are the called according to his purpose. What shall we say then to these things? If God be for us, who can be against us? Romans 8.31. So now you don't have to go look it up. Mark chapter 4, verse 36. And being it says, And they took him even as he was. <laughs> you know what? You have to take Jesus as he is. You have to take him as he is. You've got to do it his way. Well, I don't want that Jesus. I want the one that I think about. I want the one that's going to be worried about all my feelings. <laughs> Sorry. He's more concerned about your worship. But without faith it is impossible to please him. For he that cometh to God must believe that he is. And a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. You've got to take him as he is. You notice there in verse 36 of Mark, it says, And there were also with him other little ships. You know what that means? They were worried about themselves in the boat with the Savior. There were other little ships crossing with them because there always was people who were following the Master at that time. They weren't concerned about the people in the other ship, but you know what? They were going through it without Jesus in the boat. Do you know what lost people are doing? They're going through it without Jesus in the boat. Are you thinking of them? Are you thinking of them? Their problems are just as big as yours. They're just as big as the disciples in this storm. Who's the one who can still the storm for you? Who's the one who can still the storm for them? That's our master. That's our master. Do you see him that way? The storms are real. You know what you can't do? You just can't blame others. Can't blame others. How many times you ever felt like, no, you know, I can still remember this. Uh, my mother, and she'd say, you poor little baby. Mom, you don't know what it's like. I just, I just I can't, I can't deal with this. I'm so afraid. And she, <laughs> she'd go, nobody knows the trouble I've seen. Nobody knows but Jesus. Nobody knows the trouble I've seen. Glory, hallelujah. My mother was saved. She didn't sing with that baritone voice, honest. Okay. <laughs> she was all female, okay? But it was a case of she'd bring things and I'd look at her and go, and she goes, honey, I may not understand what you're going through, but I know one who does. Hmm? Carest now not that we perish? There was a preacher that once said, the best thing to do when you have problems is to take it to the Lord in front of the mirror. I won't explain to you why you need to do that. Do it sometime and realize. Okay, you take it to him in front of the mirror. What's the problem? That's not a joke. 
know what the storms come for? He hath begun a good work and you will perform it under the day of Jesus Christ. It's to build your faith. It's to build your faith. We read in Luke chapter 8, verses 24 and 25, he asks, where is your faith? In Mark chapter 4, 38 through 40, he says, why are you so fearful? How is that you have no faith? Matthew 8, 24 and 26, why are ye fearful, O ye of little faith? There's people who don't have any faith in God. They have faith in evolution. They have faith in the world. They have faith in themselves. But they don't have, for by grace are you saved through faith, and that not of yourselves, it is the gift of God, not of works, lest any man should boast. They have no faith. Many times it's Christians who have little faith. See, because he's covering in what he said. You ever think about that? Those who have no faith, those who have little faith, and those who are supposed to know better, he says, where is your faith? Do you have faith that he cares? Judy and I went. We went to the calling hours yesterday. There were some other people from the church who went. Pastor showed up. We stayed for the funeral service. One thing Russ Getman asked of the the, the Methodist minister over in, ha- in Hannibal. He said, uh, he, she goes, what would you like me to do? And he says, I'd like you to preach salvation. She did it in a very simple way. She presented, I asked my wife, she, she says, pretty clear how to trust Jesus Christ as Savior because Russ's mom, Jeanette, was saved. And he wanted other of his family members to hear You ever think about what funerals are for? Does it change anything for the person who's passed? Blessed be God, the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of mercies and the God of all comfort, who comforted us, how? In all our tribulation, that we may be able to what? Comfort others that are in any trouble by the comfort wherewith we ourselves are comforted of God. For that to take place, your faith has to grow. You've got to quit making it about you, and you've got to make it about the Master. Otherwise, you'll whine and complain, and will people want the salvation you have? So, faith to believe that God cares. Oh, yes, He cares. I know He cares. Why? He's acquainted with my sorrow and grief. Do you have faith to believe that God will guide you? He told them where they were going. Do you think he was going to let them end up some other place? You know what the walk of faith is? It's I being in the way the Lord led me. We don't know the destination, but he does. John 16, 13, How be it when he, the Spirit of truth, has come, he will guide you into all truth, for he shall not speak of himself, but whatsoever he shall hear, that shall he speak, and he will show you things to come. People who come to me with problems, and they talk about different things, and there's people in the church who have done it, and through the years, as I was Pastor Christian's assistant pastor, I did all the counseling. And I became the senior pastor, and I was doing almost all the counseling. I had 10 years with Pastor Kenny training. He's doing counseling. We share it. But you know what I've said many times, and people who come to me can, can repeat this. When they come and they don't know why things are happening and they don't know how to correct it, and I, we talk about it and I say, I don't want to be right. 
But God's word says this, and I don't want to be right, but if that doesn't change in your life, this is what's going to happen. He'll guide you into all truth. You understand, God works through our lives as we by faith turn over the mastery of our lives to him. That's the struggle. He's the master of creation. Mark 4.39, he says, peace be still. I love that. Storm, shut up. See, he was politer than me. Peace be still. Ever in the light of their lack of faith, Jesus is still Jesus. No matter what I believe or how lacking my faith is, he's still the He's the master. They didn't know who they were asking. Don't you care? He wakes up and he goes, this is enough. Stop. Have you no faith? Oh, ye of little faith. Where is your faith? They were in the boat, in the service, following their master's leading. He blessed them even when their faith was small. You know what that is for me? That's an encouragement. Sometimes my faith is small. But when I give it to him, it's peace be still. Peace be still. Even the winds and the water, the winds in the sea obey him and all god's people said good night god bless